0: Amen. Hallelujah. I want to go straight to the word of the Lord. Amen. You know, a young man grabbed his backpack and I brought mine up here. Hallelujah. And he told his friend while he was going on a camping trip, his friend said, hurry up, man, we got to go. We're going to miss the bus. He said, hold on. I got to put a few more things in there. The guy said, what you got to put in there? He said, I got to put a compass. I got to put a flashlight. I got to put a sword. I got to put some books, uh, some things in here that's uh, uh, going to help me to not be hungry. And he goes on and he lists all these things. I need something that's going to, um, I need a blanket in here. I need something that'll comfort me. I need, the guy said, wait a minute, bro. First of all, you got a little bag. Second of all, it's not going to fit. Third of all, we got to go. He said, no, it's not going to take that long. He said, well, where are you going to get all that stuff from right now? He said, I just need my Bible. And he dropped his Bible in there. Somebody got that. How many of you know that the word of God is your guide? It's your comfort. It's your peace. It's everything you need on the journey. It's your flashlight. It's a light in the darkness. It is your peace of mind. And today I want to speak to you for the next six hours. Hallelujah. On the subject. Just checking to see if you're awake. Not by bread alone. Not by bread alone. Jesus was the one who made that statement, hallelujah, and he made that statement when he was being tempted by the devil. Y'all remember that story? Satan took him up and showed him all these different temptations, told him, hey, listen, if you jump off this, the angels will come and give charge over you. And if all the kingdoms of the world can be yours, if you bow down and worship me. Y'all remember that story? And Satan tried to tempt him, and every time Jesus had a battle with the devil, he fought with a weapon. And the weapon wasn't, he didn't pull out super, now you know, you would think it would be a Marvel movie at that moment. Satan and verse Jesus, but no. Jesus answered Satan every time with these words. It is written. It is written. It is written. And what was Jesus doing? He was showing you the best way to win every victory is to know what is written in God's word. And he told the devil, man shall not live by bread alone because he was hungry. Right. When he was fasting, he said, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Now, when you examine that statement, it's, it's interesting because not by bread alone is a very important statement in that it shows that Jesus understands that in life there are things that sustains us physically. You need a house. You need a home. You need a roof over your head. Come on, somebody. You need, you need clothes. Well, America don't look like they need clothes anymore, the way the internet is looking. Amen. But, 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 but the rest of the people, hallelujah, amen, you need clothes. If you live in New York, especially around fall, need a lot of clothes, overload on clothes. You need it. You need that for the reason of protecting yourself from weather, from from the conditions that we live in. You need food. How many of you know food is important? Don't take for granted the food that you can eat. Hallelujah. And you need money to sustain you. No? There's a lot of things that you literally need. You need sunlight to sustain you. I mean, you know that good vitamin D comes in handy? You, <laughs> you need good health practices. There are so many things that we depend on in the world every day to sustain us. And that's what Jesus was saying when he says, listen, there's bread that sustains us. I understand that. I understand that there, in humanity there are many things we need. But there's another side of humanity that nothing in the material world can sustain. And if you live by materialism alone, then man is going to eventually end up empty. And so he told Satan, no matter what my physical needs are, there is a greater need inside of all of humanity. And we cannot live Buy bread alone. I'm that other part of us. What gives us peace? Ain't amount of money in the world that can buy you peace. Oh yeah, when that doctor gives you a bad piece of news and you've ever stood in front of a doctor and you've begun to realize there ain't a thing you can do to change your situation. And you are losing your mind. It doesn't matter what you own. doesn't matter if you mortgage the house. That money is not giving you the peace. When people walk out on you and hurt you, how do you fix that? Kill them. <laughs> so... <laughs> Even if you did that, even if you got your vengeance, the hurt is still there. When dreams don't come to pass, when things don't go as you plan, when depression kicks in, y'all ain't say nothing to me in this place. When you find yourself, you can't even go out and be among people. All you want to do is be in your house. You don't want to go to work. You just want to pull a blanket over your face and you start to make excuses. And I can work from home. The real reason we are working from home, well, it's convenient for some, but for some people it's because they are anxious about being among people. What fix that when you are hooked? When you've got proclivities that you don't want nobody to know about. Your Google search engine, you don't ever want anybody to see. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Lord. When you've got addictions, when you've got desires that you don't want, no, when you've got parts of your life that is hidden, who fixes that? Because make no mistakes about it, I could get food. There's abundance of it in America. You could find a food pantry. You can even get clothes. You can even find a place to sleep. But even after finding all of those, there are some things inside of me that I just can't fix by bread alone. Can I get somebody to be honest in this house to say that you have gotten to a place? Pandemic occurred. They did gave us all types of stimulus and unemployment and all types of benefits and all. But I've gotten to a place that I think I need a little bit more than bread. Yeah. 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 <sighs> Gosh. If you are dying inside today, there's the bread of life. Oh, I don't know who I'm talking to in this house today. I wish somebody would get back their joy today. I wish somebody would get back the fire. There is bread available. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Our God is a good God. The Bible is essential to life. That's my first point. Like food to the body. You need the Bible. You would not believe how many people do not read the actual Bible. The the, the numbers are staggering. The the amount of believers that have grown up in church that do not even read the very Bible we, we, we believe in. Amen, somebody. You know, you can be in the church all your life. It does not mean you know the Bible. doesn't even mean you pick it up. And the Bible is making the claim when Jesus says not by bread alone that just like food is essential to life, this Bible is essential to your living. So so how come we neglect it? Well, here's the thing. Here's what the Bible says in the book of 2 Timothy. Look at what the Bible says in 2 Timothy 3, verse 6. It says that some scriptures. Y'all with me today? Come on. Hallelujah. Where's my Pentecostal section at? Amen. Oh, there y'all are. I'm going to hang over here then. Y'all want me back over there? Y'all got to to get some Holy Ghost over there. The Bible says what? All scripture is God-bred. And is useful. That's a good word. Come on somebody. That's a powerful word. It's not useless. It's not supposed to just sit on the counter. It's not supposed to be the app that never is opened. If your screen time does not consist of the Bible app. You dying. Hallelujah. You are missing the essential. You are feeding the flesh. And it's no wonder when we feed the flesh we are so depressed. In church and depressed. Worshipping and sad. (laughs) Hallelujah. Knowing Jesus and, and feeling like Satan. Come on, talk to me. The Bible is telling you that it is not useless. That you've got a useful book. It's useful. And what is it useful for? It is useful for teaching. How many of you could do with some learning? You know, they said experience is the best teacher. I find that to be the biggest lie, Sister Carlene, for I don't want to go to jail to learn about jail. I don't want the experience of falling off the cliff to learn what falling off the cliff means. I'd like somebody with wisdom. That's why when the young man said, I'm going to put a flashlight in my bag. You got a flashlight in the Bible to light your way. It is useful for teaching. Teaching. The problem is, like many of us, we just don't like school. (laughs) We don't like learning. Listen, listen. It is useful for rebuking. Now, can I help you there? Rebuke has become a word that we just use at the supermarket. <laughs> Some of you are laughing because you've rebuked a few people. Or a word you use on the train. Or a word you use, to, I, re, I rebuke. Come on, how many of you have ever rebuked? You, 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 you've used that word in a way where you think it's a magical word, Carlene. You understand what I'm saying? So, so they, you, we go to the supermarket and we say, y'all have any more lemonade? And they say, we just out the lemonade. And you say, I rebuke that. And you just think lemonade will show up because you said I rebuke. How many of you have ever rebuked something? And they looked at you in the face and said, ain't nothing changing here. How many of you ever rebuked somebody you live with? How many of you rebuke the person next to you? The point I'm trying to make is that word rebuke just simply means to bring correctness. Yeah. To, 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 to bring correctness in a way where somebody is going totally wrong and you stop them. In their wanting and their desire, you, 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 you know, it, it, I, I, words fail. Sometimes I got to go back to my roots. We used to say it like this in the Caribbean, wrong and strong. Thank you, Sister Carlene. You can't be what? Wrong and strong. It, it means that sometimes there are those that are wrong and they, they stop at teaching. They can come out and be like, man, I didn't even see my error. But then there are those that are wrong. I'm strong in the wrong. Have you ever been strong, wrong, wrong, strong? Tag me in that later. Post that up and be like, somebody wrong, strong. Tag me. It means that you bring correctness to them. And sometimes... You need that. You need something that will look you in the face when everybody else is just scared to tell you because they're scared of your attitude. See, that's the problem when you become wrong and strong. People don't want to help you no more because they... Nobody want to talk to you when I can't teach you. Who wants to talk to somebody that... Nobody signs up every day to be a lion tamer. There's special people for that job. And we pay big bucks to go watch them whip him twice and then leave after five minutes. $150 for the circus. I think. I don't know. I I don't go. (laughs) So when when you've got that attitude, you need something. And if you're a Bible reader, there's one place that will look you in the face and say, I'm not scared of you. You are wrong. You need to apologize. You are in sin. You need to change. Oh gosh, there's a book that we must have in our life. It says it's it's useful for correcting and training. Training is a everyday constant thing. Do you follow that? In what specifically? In right living righteousness. In the way that God has designed you to live. It's like having a manual to a car. The manual tells you how to operate the car. It's like having a manual to a camera. It's like having a manual to anything. It tells you the purpose of why everything that was created in the thing was created and the purpose for every specific part and how to use it. And when you don't handle the Bible in that way and see that for your life, then what manual are you living by? Can you imagine there's such a book that exists and we haven't read a page? Come on, somebody. The Bible is essential. The Bible is essential. Here's the other thing. The Bible is a mirror. Did you know that? Look at the book of James chapter 123. How many of you like your mirror? Back in the days in high school when some dudes came to school, you'd be like, he ain't got a mirror. Tough crowd. The Bible says in the book of James 1.23, anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like someone who looks at his face in a... And he he sees something wrong in the mirror. When you look in the mirror and you see something off, what do you do? Come on, what do you do? My, my, My Pentecostal section, what do you do? What do you do over here? You fix it you fix it the Bible says now now that's that's true man sometimes you go in the mirror you know I always tell this story I got some friends who I you know I pray for them they set me up sometimes you know i be I, you know as a musician I go some places you got to go out on stage and you dress you like how does shirt look with this pants and your homeboy like that joint look good and you like oh good you feel it and then you pass by a mirror in a hotel room you like wait a minute he lied He just he just told me whatever because he wants to get on to his way. And there are people in your life that you're connected to that really are concerned about you getting them to where they got to go. And so they'll never tell you the truth about what can hurt you. And so they'll tell you everything is all right. And they'll tell you there's no flaws in you. And they'll tell you that everything is good. Don't change that about you. And you go on, yeah, yeah, it's cool out here. Not knowing that you look crazy. And then you look in the mirror, you're like, oh, bro, how are you going to have me wearing a green shirt with a purple pants and a pink sneakers? I never chose those colors, but I'm just using it. Pray for me if you ever see me in that. Or as a matter of fact, that's... All right, good. So... The point is, a mirror is something that tells you the truth about what you're looking at. There's a story about a man in ancient times when they first discovered the telescope. He was a rich man from a foreign land who traveled to a land where they had the telescope. And when he got there as this rich, prestigious man, the, 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 the government of that nation wanted to bless him with a brand new telescope that he could take back home to his nation now and use it. So he took the telescope and when he went back home, one of the staple things of his diet was rice. Loved rice. And so he said, rice is so small. Why don't I put it under the telescope? So he put it under the telescope and he noticed there was little animals living on the rice. And he saw that and it it troubled him because now he's got a dilemma. The food that I'm loving has something living on it. And uh, it showed him what was in the food and so in wanting to keep eating the rice instead of getting rid of it and getting new rice what he did was he destroyed the instrument that revealed to him what was wrong and he got rid of the telescope what's your point pastor rich that's exactly what we do to the bible That's what society does to the Bible. When the Bible comes and speaks loud, I'm scheduled for an interview this week. The brother said, can I ask you certain questions in this interview? Because I know pastors are uncomfortable. I said, sure, you can go ahead. I have no problems. But just know that your whole interview might be defined by that moment. So it's really a question for you. Are you comfortable with the question? He wrote back to me and he simply said, man, why is it that you have not changed your 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 beliefs for so many years i wrote back and i said because the bible hasn't changed yet come on somebody and the Bible, we want to get rid of because when it shows up and it tells you, you got pride, we got a problem with it. When it shows up and it tells you there's a way to treat each other, go apologize, change, change the way you live. The mirror sometimes tells you, come on somebody, anybody ever, hallelujah, you've been, you've been trying to lose some weight in the mirror telling you the truth. <laughs> or you bought a certain shirt and the mirror told you the truth. In here, you want to get rid of the mirror. What I was when I was down in Florida preaching, Pastor Tommy had a beautiful bathroom behind backstage that you could see yourself before you go on stage. I went and I looked at the mirror, I said, Something wrong with this mirror? I don't, I don't look the size I thought I was amen somebody do you understand what i'm saying and and it's not just in that area in in many areas sometimes you 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 you, the bible is a mirror it will reveal to you the problem is when it reveals to you what's wrong it takes discipline there goes that word again to change hallelujah what if and and here's the problem if you don't change you'll be eating rice with animals in it And eventually you will be the one that suffers. If the Bible is saying there's a way to live, how dare we look at it and tell it it's wrong? The Bible is a mirror. Amen, somebody. Look look, look at this. Look at this. The Bible is your guide. Have you ever been confused about what direction to go in life? The Bible is filled with scriptures that, that can comfort your heart. Look at what the book of Psalms 119, 105 says. Throw that up for me. Hallelujah. Your word is a lamp for my feet and a light to my path. If you ever confuse about why you were put here on planet Earth, the Bible says that the word of God can give purpose to you. It will tell you why you're here. Now, that's the biggest question I get asked. People say, Pastor, I just want to know what's my purpose in life. I don't know. I don't even know mine, bro. Because purpose, what, what they're asking is, what specific job did God create me to do? Now, I've concluded there are parts of the Bible that says, loudly, the way we ought to live. God is more concerned with the character of the man in what he's doing over what he's doing. If I was a (laughs) B-boy, Top Rock, y'all remember that? amen. That's for New Yorkers only, amen. I'm going to say that again slowly. If you're writing, write that down. God is more concerned with the character of the man in what he's doing more than what he's doing. Too many people are concerned with what am I going to do with my life rather than how you do what you do. You're not ready for even what you're dreaming of if you can't handle what you're currently possessing. If you're not honest with what you currently have, if you can't steward with what you currently have. And so the Bible is written in a way where it doesn't tell everybody you are supposed to act, you are supposed to sing, you are supposed to be a designer, you are supposed to be this, you are supposed... The Bible is not written like that. The Bible is written in a way where it says, love your enemies. But I ain't worried about that right now, God. I'll fix them later. Love your enemies. Because God knows whatever you do, you're going to have enemies. And if you don't learn to love them, whatever you do, you will lose if your character is not intact. God, who am I specifically going to marry? Let not lust and lasciviousness be inside of you. Do not practice sexual immorality. Yeah, yeah, I know all of that, God. If I get a wife, I'm going to be good. No, 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 no. He is more concerned. God, I want to get married. I want a family. God is concerned with building. Before God made uh, 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 anything else in your life, God is going to make you to be able to handle the place. In other words, let me say it this way. Wherever you desire to go and dream of in life already exists. The problem is not building the place. The problem is building the man to live in the place. I'll prove it to you. God made the garden first with all the animals, with all the trees, all the lights, all the everything you can ever dream of was already in the garden. The Bible says, but there was no man to till the ground. So he had to make a being that would be able to have dominion over this place. So he went and he made a man that was capable of handling the garden. A lot of us want the garden, but we ain't ready to handle it. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody in this place. And let me tell you, the Bible is a guide to your life. So anything that is going wrong in your life it, it it has words that tells you let not your heart be troubled if you believe in God believe in me in my father's house there are many mansions God has a place for you in the afterlife if you're sick in body and you're worried about death let me tell you today that God promises life everlasting you say pastor why do you say that because there's people that watch us that are that are facing terminal illness but I want you to know that I don't I don't know what tomorrow may hold but I know that if you know God the Bible is a to the mind that is sick, that it promises a tomorrow. It is a flashlight to where the darkness is. If you can't fix your family problem, there's a word in there that if you hold on to, it'll bring a path. If you're struggling financially, there's a word in there that if you hold on to, if you're lost, there's a word in there. If your marriage, there's a word in there. Problem is, no flashlight works unless you put it on. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm almost done, y'all. I'm almost done. The Bible is a keeper. The Bible is a keeper. Psalms 119 verse 11. The Bible is a keeper. I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. What keeps you in sin is lack of the word. What keeps you from sin is the word hidden in your heart. Do y'all see that? What will keep you in God is his word. What keeps you from God is not knowing his word. And a lot of people oftentimes... We take off the guide. It was a story told of a young man who was climbing Mont Blanc in Europe. And he reached to one of the positions where he was almost to the top. And he tried. and He was feeling like I'm a professional now. I got this on my own. So on his last leg headed to the summit of the mountain, he decided, I don't need my guide and I don't need the rope. I can make this piece on my own. The guide that was with him said, sir, this is very dangerous. The man said, I've got this. Look how long I've been doing this. What do I need with a guide and a rope holding me? And he took it off. Story goes on that he went up, slid on ice, fell to his death and died. All because he refused to have the rope and the guide with him. David said, I have hidden his word so deep in my heart that I might not sin against him. That rope has got my heart in a lasso that no matter what the enemy brings my way, I'm never leaving him. He's a keeper. Let me tell you, he who begun a good work is able to complete it in your life. And he will keep you and bring you before the Lord. If you're feeling like my life is not being kept, I ask you today, what's your reading habits like? Hallelujah. And lastly, the Bible is a weapon. The Bible is a weapon. Hallelujah. The Bible is a weapon. In the book of Ephesians chapter 6 verse 17, The Bible talks about all of the armor of God. You know, when you back this up a little bit, you see it says, take on the breastplate of righteousness, the shield of faith, and all of this stuff. And every part of the armor are defense parts. It's a shield. It's a helmet. It's shoes. It's all loins girded. All of it are defense mechanism. But how many you know God doesn't only want you to play defense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. In order to win, you got to have some type of offense. I like how he said it, offense. I'm going to offend the devil. You're going to be offended by what I'm about to do. And that is what Jesus did. How and, and that makes the devil mad. How dare you? In the midst of me putting all of this against you, how dare you be kept? How dare you still know who you are? How dare you know I can tell you who I am because it is written. And you see when Jesus said that, it's like pulling a sword out yeah 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 you've been throwing darts and i've been quenching them and you've been throwing stuff at my mind but i i just don't want to be a cowering christian i want to be a powerful christian yeah gosh i feel like preaching powerful christians you, you, you know them hallelujah they're the ones that walk in the room when everybody is sad and down and they say things like what's going on in here uh who said what uh did god say that because whose report shall you believe we shall believe the report of the lord he has the final say jehovah has the final you 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 know offensive Christians because in the midst of trials they say oh oh gosh hallelujah though all these things may come up against me nay in all these things I am more than a conqueror my life is not over they begin to call on the word sick in body Jehovah is my healer confused in mind Jehovah is my peace Confused about how to live, which direction to go. God is my everything. I want to reiterate that to you today. The Bible is essential for your life. The Bible is a mirror. The Bible is a guide. The Bible is a keeper. And the Bible is a weapon. How do you wield that weapon? You got to know it. You got to know it. You got to know it. You got to know the word of the Lord. In closing today, hallelujah, Jesus. The Lord is in this place. The Lord is in this place. Our God is an awesome God. Hallelujah. Christian repair man was once called to go into a physicist lab to fix a big piece of machine. On his lunch break, he sat down, he was reading his Bible. Physicist came by and said, You can't really believe in that. You don't even know who wrote it and see who. Behind it. Why are you reading that? Boy, I tell you, God, what I felt right there, this place should go in pandemonium. This this part I'm about to tell you ain't for people who don't believe the Bible. This is for Bible believers. So let me, how many of you believe the word of the Lord? Yes. Amen. Amen. I'm telling you, if you know the word works, hallelujah. The physicist sat there and said, how, do you, how could you believe this book? You don't see it. And he walks off. Thought he damaged the young man. I said, can I ask you something, Mr. Physicist? He said, sure. He said, how'd you build all this telescope? He said, we use math, formulas. He do you even know where all these formulas came from? Do you see who created them? Do you see who made you have to always find X? No. Then how do you know the formula is right? He said, because after we do them, it works. He said, there you go. I know the word. That's what I told you, this ain't for non bible believers. I wonder if I got one or two person in here who you didn't have to have Pastor Rich tell you the word is a keeper because you were kept by the word, hallelujah. I wonder if I got maybe two or three people who didn't need to know the word is a guide because your way is clear because you already got the lamp on, hallelujah. I wonder if anybody knows the word is essential because you haven't been living by bread alone. The reason you ain't lost your mind because you should have already was because the word works. The word works oh come on somebody hallelujah what they told you in the doctor's office you shouldn't have even been alive today but the word the word what medicine you using i'm using whatever they give me and they keep changing it every month but the word hallelujah i just believe that he's not finished with me yet I wish I had somebody in this. I just believe that my ladder will be greater. I just believe that if I honor what he says I'm supposed to do in my character, that whatever he blesses me with, whatever God puts my hands to do, it will prosper because I'm doing it with excellence, with character, with, oh, see, oh, gosh, oh, gosh. I don't even care. Whoever came in this place today to have church, go ahead, go ahead and lift your hands. Go ahead and get your life back. The word brings freedom. It brings deliverance. It brings hope. Come on somebody. Come on all over this room. He said Mr. Physicist. I know it the same way you know. Because when I apply the word to my heart. It works. It works. It works. Imagine there was a man who lived about 1,900 to 2,000 years. And they tried to kill him, but he never died. They tried to burn him, but he somehow escaped the fire. They threw him overboard. Somehow he made it to shore. They imprisoned him they tied him away they outlawed him and all the way up to 2021 nothing else has ever made it this far just that one man you would say that man must be superhuman the only superhuman man i know is jesus but what you don't know about jesus is the book of john says in the beginning was the Boy, I tell you, I, I'm ready to tear this place up. If you're, I ain't got time. To, oh my gosh, where my people who love? It says, "In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was." God and then you go down a couple scriptures and the word was made flesh there is no separation between the word and Jesus so the book can live 19,000 years because the book is the word and the word the Bible says this about the word listen to me carefully that heaven and earth shall pass but my word how dare you how dare you nations that have just been born want to declare that the word is of no use? Somebody sent something to me this week, see, see what the world is doing? We got to fight back. I said, I don't got to fight nothing. I got a God. I've seen these stories. but How dare you, young man, 18, 19, 20, 23 years old, look at God and say, I just don't know. He's got to prove himself to me. You just got here, bro. It's like little Silas. Silas be in the house talking like a grown man. I'd be like, bro, you just got here. Are you trying to reason with me? <laughs> now I really feel like that. Like Silas be sitting there. I- I'm done, I'm done, I'm done. I'm done. This is why I get in trouble. Silas really be coming up to me like that. But you know, if you do this, that, I'd be like, bro, you're five. You just came. There's no reason in here. How dare you look up to God and tell him that he is. If you love me make me happy well follow my word you know the problem is not that God can't do it the problem is you don't do the method he prescribed to get it done because God is more concerned with you doing it his way than what you desire from it I'm done stand and raise your hands in this place give God all all over this room give him a praise My challenge is to every believer in this room, get off social media. I'm not telling you to stay off or fast from it. Use it if you got to use it. But let the Word be something you get into this week. Come on, somebody. Man shall not live by bread alone. Get into the Word this week. Quote it. Preach it. Post it. Text it. Read it. Whatever bless you. Blog it. Tell somebody about it. The Word works. The word brings changes. The word will change your life. If you are not feeling kept, there's nothing wrong with the keeper. It's that you gotta stay in the grips and the clutches of where the keeping is. Come on somebody. If your situation is dark this week, read a verse. They got a verse for every curse. Hallelujah. Father in the mighty name of Jesus. I thank you that your word works and I cannot live by just the things I'm chasing God if I were to be totally honest the things I'm chasing is what makes me need the word even more (laughs) and unless I understand that I'll always feel empty If you don't know Jesus as Lord and Savior, the first thing you want to do is make sure you accept him as your Lord and Savior. If you're watching online, pray with me. If you're in this building, pray with me. Say, Father God, I ask you to come into my heart and forgive me of every sin. I believe that you died and you rose from the dead that I may live. And that my heart may be changed forever. Fill me with your Holy Spirit and keep me with your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Father, lift up anybody that might be sick. I lift up anybody that might be depressed, lonely, or suicidal. I lift up anybody struggling with addictions, pornography, alcohol drugs i lift up anybody today father lord god that needs a breakthrough i lift up anybody who's going through a divorce somebody walked out on you somebody who's grieving the death of a loved one somebody who's in need of a miracle whatever it may be i put it at your feet For you are the God that answers prayers. And I thank you for the way you will answer in Jesus' name. Amen. Somebody give Jesus a big round of applause. You may be seated. You may be seated. We're done. We're done. Amen. Hallelujah. I had fun preaching up here. Were you blessed today? My wonderful wife is working in the nursery. Usually she'd come up and help me out now, but uh, she's working in the nursery. Let me just make a couple of announcements before we go. Can I do that? Y'all just kind of like ready to go. Amen. Uh, We got a lot of things scheduled upcoming. Number one, church is next week again. And we're going to be back worshiping the Lord. Amen. We want to invite those that are watching on television to come, be a part of what's happening. City Fridays continues. We started it back up on Friday. It was fun. It was good. And uh, this week, we've got somebody special coming, y'all. Throw up my flyer for me, amen. You can put it online too, amen. Uh, we've got a brother who is from Brooklyn, New York. Anybody from Brooklyn? Oh, Only one person from Brooklyn today, amen. Hallelujah. We got to work on Brooklyn. We got to work Brooklyn, like, you need to just go to Brooklyn and pray, like, all types of stuff be manifesting in Brooklyn. T- brother named Redeemed, a young brother who is a, doing tremendous things in the, in the Christian uh, hip-hop community, dropped a brand new album, and he will be with us this Friday. Now, don't, don't, don't let me invite a guest and y'all don't come out i'm inviting those on camera i'm inviting everybody to come back out city fridays is so much fun and it's a time of fellowshipping and what you don't know is that when the cameras go off god even moves beyond that if you were here friday night the lord when the cameras went off we at church and it was good so i want to invite you to come on out we'll be hearing this brother's story and the uh, interview style and i know it will bless you and We're going to have a good time. So I want to invite you to come back out. Also, there's a video there. This is happening right here at Church City USA. Just throw that video on for me. Turn the lights down. Let them them see it. Amen. Hallelujah. Yeah. come on y'all excited about that one of the premier christian uh, hip-hop uh, award shows is taking place right here at Church City. Those tickets are already almost sold out because this building, hallelujah, has limited capacity. If you want to go Church City, my advice is go grab your tickets right away. Amen. They're going to introduce the lineup that will be performing. It will be live. It will be telecast and all that good stuff, but it's not the same as being in this building. And uh, so so if you want to, you know, if you if you follow Christian music a lot and you want the opportunity to meet some of these brothers, they're going to be here. Amen. So uh, uh, that's that. And then the VBS is coming up. Yeah. Yeah. It's going down, it's different. It's not like before where we just, you know, empty the building and turn it into a whole big playground. Because of the times we live in, we've got to scale it back. So it's going to be August 2nd to the 6th, 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. Can I tell you this? That we have close to 26 kids already registered for this. And most of them, when I saw the list, are not kids from the church. So I hope you bring in your kids amen and you watching online we want your kids to come amen it's free from 6 p.m to 8 p.m the kids will have a great time and our goal is to teach your kids the theme for this year is god's promises every day they will learn a specific promise from the bible that god made to them so that when they get older they will remember what god promised them in his word amen and so that's every day and we've also asked for volunteers can i tell you we have more kids than volunteers if you can help us out, help us out that week. Even if it's one or two days, you can volunteer. We're looking for people who want to teach to and help. So if you're good at that and it's something you want to do, here's an opportunity to serve the Lord. And we have a saying in this church that we tell each other before we start serving you on today, from the cameras to the lights to the media to the teachers, we are not doing God any favor when we serve. It is God doing us a favor by allowing us to be part of his bigger picture. So if you want to be part of God's bigger picture, volunteer for VBS. You can simply do so by going to churchcityusa.com and sending us emails. I want to volunteer. And we're going to have a meeting coming up this coming week. And all of the volunteers will meet with you and we'll begin to plan and have a great time for this. Amen. I'm excited about that. Also, can I show you something? Make sure the sound ain't on because I was acting a fool in the street while I was taping this. I was so excited about something that happened a couple weeks ago. We were able to send two big barrels filled with food to a place that needed it. Amen. There's a brother in another country that lives in a remote part. that when the pandemic hit, you know, obviously food was a problem for a lot of places. And there we go. We, we were shipping off two barrels. Don't put the sound on. I was all excited amen but come on somebody you all excited about that in the united states we didn't lack food there was food available everywhere but what we forgot about was that there was other parts of the world that when this pandemic hit they couldn't work some parts are still locked down even to today and there's no food and we were able to pack two barrels two of these filled and send it off to a nation. We can't do everything, but we're doing something. Amen. Amen. And even in the week of VBS, every child that comes here, we're going to make sure they go home with a toy and be happy. We want kids to be happy in the middle of the crisis because the enemy would try to use us to make them sad and depressed. No, no, no. We're going to bring the joy of the Lord as long as we are here. Amen. These are your do I got any more announcements that I'm missing? We good, amen. Give it up for all the people that served today. Love each and every one of you. And uh, for those of you that are watching and those that are in the building, we can only do these things because you partner with us. We're a tithing church. We believe in tithing, and uh, you know we don't tell you what to give, but we we do ask that you help us to continue doing what we're doing. If you've been blessed by this ministry today or ever and you want to sow, these are all the ways that you can give. They are now going to be on your screen for those watching at home. And in the building, you can use these methods. If you'd like to use the conventional old school method, which is fine too as well, make sure you see our ushers on the way out and you can be a blessing to this ministry. Today, we open back up our children's church. And they've been in church while we were in church. Amen. Kitties have been learning about God all day. Our teachers are back there teaching, and we thank God for that. Amen. And um and uh, we want to continue to do that. Amen. Hallelujah. And so uh, church is open, y'all. And we're gonna figure this out as we go along. Um, I've I, you know the last pandemic I wasn't old enough, so I'm figuring this out just like you. <laughs> Amen. So uh you know. Uh, Everything is at your safety and at your comfort. But if you feel comfortable, come back to church and let's give God a praise. Amen. Thank you for joining us today. You online, thank you for joining us. Help me say this, y'all. In the midst of crisis, we are focused. God bless you for watching. Bye, y'all. Come on, make some noises.